Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that thinks time management is putting drink coffee on the to-do list. (laughs) Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we have a guest. (laughs) I'm sure most of our Instagram followers will recognise him from his very aesthetically pleasing, super informative Mm -hmm. posts and love of a fun sock on a Friday. Um, Welcome Rory from... Hey guys. Aussie nurse educator. That's me clapping. That's applause. <laughs> uh, Rory, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. No worries, guys. Um, thanks, thanks for having me. Your uh, your Instagram feed just makes me so happy. Yeah. It is everything <laughs> I aspire to be as a, as a, I want to call myself a content creator, but oh. I'm not. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful. If you haven't seen Rory's Instagram feed, just go and just sit there and have yeah. a have a little Scroll. look around. It's just so pretty. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, other than uh, you know your game at Instagram feed creating, uh, you've had a really interesting career. Um, but and we will talk about that. But um, can you tell us about who you are and what you do and um, what makes you so special? <laughs> yeah, for sure, guys. So, um, yeah. As you know, my name's Rory and I do run the Aussie Nurse Educator, but I'm 28 years old and I'm a male and I'm a registered nurse, but I work as a clinical nurse educator um, and a clinical nurse specialist. And what I love doing um, sort of outside of everything and part of, you know, I guess who I am and the hobbies I enjoy are swimming and surfing and I do a bit of flying of gyrocopters and stuff. So I'm quite into sort of oh, action geez. type sports. Things. What the hell is the gyrocopter? Um, <laughs> A gyrocopter, uh, it's, it, I guess a lot of people think they look like a helicopter, um, but they're not really nothing like that. Um, but essentially, they're a motor propelled aircraft in the air that looks a bit like a helicopter, but um, as I said, not much like it. But um, yeah, you so still need to do a pilot's license and, you know, it still flies in the air, but just a few different things. <laughs> oh, so you actually, uh, definitely... what like, you get in it. in it? Yeah, you get in it oh. and you fly around. Um, <laughs> was just like a, a remote yeah, like thing. a drone or something <laughs> yeah no 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 it's just tiny bit bigger um but yeah you know you get cool. into them and and yeah fly them around so they're great fun but um, i'm only a student pilot at the moment i'm not an actual pilot yet so oh, it's just a little fun crap. thing that's yeah fun. so that's anyway, what i do outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah already <laughs> yeah um but i guess when you go inside um i absolutely love technology um and that's sort of what um, yeah, I do on the inside and love everything from, you know, technology to do with software right through to actual products, you know, so that's mm. a bit of my hobbies and interests. But um, I guess Write what you're down, alluding Kelly. to. Yeah. <laughs> when I need help yeah. in the tech department. <laughs> <laughs> I said interest, not expert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess um, my history from um, sort of before working and, uh, again, a bit of who I am, I used to be an athlete, so I've got a history of being an athlete, so I love everything to do with the water, anything to do with the aquatic stuff. And, and as I said, I've got that passion for technology and use that in everything that I've just mentioned. So that's a bit about me. Far out. I, I feel like listening to the things that you've done and I've read your blog post, like the, the all about you thing, and I sat there and went, oh, my God. I oh know. This guy, how has he had time to be like an athlete and, well, now you fly gyrocopters and, you a know, nurse. all of your life savings, studying to be a nurse, doing postgrad. I think, did you do a postgrad diploma as well? Yeah, I did. But I guess one thing that I've noticed throughout of everything I do, except the flying, is that everything contributes and feeds off each other, if you know mm. what I mean. So right yeah. from being an athlete, it was around the aquatic industry, around swimming and around Ironman and stuff. And that fed into my 
surf life saving stuff and and as we're about to discover a bit more about all of that but my background went through aquatic rescue and I, I worked as a lifeguard while I was at uni so I had a lot of great jobs and skill development and things that I could get involved with in between that just contributed to each other which I'm very thankful for but has inevitably led to to today. Can you talk us through a bit more of that journey like how you started um, in your life-saving education and then where you are now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, as I said, I was an athlete for that sort of uh, 10 to 15 year time frame and sort of to the end of that 15 year time frame, um, I started getting involved in sort of more um, skill development around um, surf lifesaving. And then I started sort of mentoring lifesavers and and other things in the surf lifesaving realm. But as I, I exited the school sort of time, I got a job as a professional lifeguard with my local council. Uh, so I worked predominantly on the beach, but I also worked in the pools. And um, yeah, I did the same thing on the beach, started there and then worked my way up a bit, ended up working pretty much full time while being at uni. And then I went on to further developing not only myself, but other lifeguards and, and things like that. Um, but basically, each year when we did uh, our lifeguard training, we we did you know a series of days of skill development and teamwork stuff, and we trained with a group of intensive care like rescue paramedics from Sydney, and they were sort of very excited each year to come up and see all of us, and I was very excited to do it with them, but also mm-hmm. do all the education stuff and all of that stuff, and then that led to me um, having a good chat with them, and they basically just promoted me to to keep going with all the education that I loved and all the things that I was doing, and to start my own my own business. So when I was still at uni, I started to sort of brainstorm and prepare and sort of look at what I would like to do within that that training educational business. And, um, you know, I got a bit clouded towards the end of uni with the busyness of it and placements and then mm-hmm. preparing for new grad. And, and as I entered new grad year, I sort of got a bit, you know, lost with where I was going to go, what I was going to do. So I sort of just stagnated for that 10 to 12 months. But as soon as I finished my new grad year, I got offered to stay at the hospital that I was at working in anesthesia. So I stayed there and instantly started my business. And at the time it was called Hunter First Aid. So the area that I live in in Newcastle is called the Hunter region. And we started, um, you know, that business with that, that with that name because basically couldn't think of anything else. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was just going along with the journey, just trying to do things as I was thinking of them rather than waiting for a name to pop up and stuff. And and only just recently, literally this month, we're, we're almost six years into to running the business, um, we we rebranded, which by the way is definitely not something I recommend. It's been a huge process, but we've um, <laughs> we've rebranded to Life Saving Education, so something we're very excited with. But that sort of just cool. encompasses a bit more what we've been doing as a whole, because we don't yeah. just do training in in the Hunter area; we do it state sort of and even nationwide. So um, bring it to sort of that level, and we do other things other than first aid. So so yeah, it's yeah, been a great that's little amazing. journey, but yeah. You know, it's so strange, but listening to you talk, like I was never an athlete, but I was always, you know, like I competed with swimming and stuff and then got into lifeguarding and swimming teaching, did my nursing as well. And then I stayed on in anesthetics. It's just weird that we had a very similar kind of beginning. Yeah, yeah. I actually have. have, And I did education as well. Yes, we'll see. That's anyway. where I was just going with that. So mm-hmm. one one of the girls that I used to swim with years ago, even right from when I was 10 years old, she did exactly what you just mentioned, sort of mm-hmm. has followed a very similar pathway all the way up to nursing, which is Crazy. which is quite mm-hmm. funny. But it was yeah. good having that background going into nursing because when you're doing um, lifeguarding and stuff, you learn a lot about um, rescuing and um, yeah. first aid and emergency management and stuff. So yeah. it's very cool. 
Um, so what area are you actually working in? So you're a clinical educator, but what? what so, or... yeah, I work uh, all my hours at the moment in anaesthesia. I have done for the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a CNS or clinical nurse specialist in anaesthetics, but I'm also, as you mentioned before, with the postgrad study, also did that in, in the recovery area as well. So I'm yeah. sort of that peri-anaesthesia trained mm-hmm. um and i and i love both areas but i do do definitely love what i do in, in anesthesia in the actual yeah, um, surgery and on the operating theater yeah it's a great little <laughs> place good. to be yeah. i like to be the other end in the scrub scout no, yeah, yeah i don't want to be yeah. near the airway <laughs> well i think it's great i just think it's a great because you can watch and appreciate what each mm. other do and you don't have to work yeah. in roles you know so, yeah exactly yeah yeah so good. Now tell us about Fun Sock Friday. Kelly's obsessed. She can't stop talking about it. <laughs> okay, Except I so... don't wear socks that I can see. I only wear little anklet socks. But oh, I, right. I just got given some socks for Christmas by my work colleague that says something about being a boomer and I was <laughs> very offended by that. Well, that's the other beauty. They can be a great present and a yeah. great conversation starter. For sure. Yeah, so basically, um, well, you know, working in theatres, we wear scrubs um, and where I work, um, we're provided our scrubs. No one wears individual scrubs or anything like that. And even all the doctors, everyone involved is wearing the same colour scrubs. And then when you look at anything else that we're wearing, well, it's all underneath the scrubs. And then in some hospitals, you can wear, you know, your own hat. Um, but we're not really a hospital that can do that. So I thought, you know, what, what can be fun? And I've always been someone who wants to have full-time fun. So fun at work is important for me. Um, yeah. And that's not just Fridays, that's every day. But Fridays yeah. was just a day just to whip out these fun socks. And we've sort of got a smaller crew where I work on on a Friday. So it was sort of just that fun thing. But, yeah, so it's something that you could just put on yourself, show some individuality, have some fun with it and um, show them around. But I've noticed a lot of people have just turned it into like, well, where I work, they just wear them any day and um, yeah. just have just have fun with it but yeah that's yeah. sort of where it stemmed from um yeah just having fun at work and just yeah because I like bright colors and everything and I've got like 50 pairs of them which I'm sure you've seen them, so. <laughs> I used to love wearing fun socks on kids ward because it's like a good icebreaker with a kid yeah. who might be shy or whatever so if yeah ED or kids it's and I guess theatre now too. Not that your patients yeah, yeah. don't care. And when yeah. you when you work with kids, you want to wear a fun hat too because it's a great yeah. conversation yeah. starter. You know, you're not walking in showing them your, your feet. You're walking in and you just yeah. You know, you Could you imagine so you like rolling hat. into kids ward with your um like big wide brim hat with a little cork dangles? Yeah. Like that'd be a good conversation starter. <laughs> they wouldn't understand it probably. It'd be funny. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just do that at work. <laughs> just rock up with, a, up with a funny hat. <laughs> Conversation starter. Um, your blog that you have, Aussie Nurse Educator. Sorry. Yeah. The blog that you have on your Aussie Nurse Educator website. Um, you put up heaps of interesting and educational topics, but you wrote a blogcast. A blogcast. A blogcast. Oh, wow. You wrote a blog post um, on a topic that I love to bang on about all the time, time management, which... You know, you either have or you don't have. But yeah. it's actually good advice. I I loved this is what it caught my attention. I was like, what are we gonna have you talk about? And you know, and this was I don't know, it was just good. And we get so many we have so many nursing students and grads that follow us and time management is usually a big question that they'll ask us about. It's like a popular topic. So um, we thought it might be good for you to talk us through some of your tips and strategies. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, I I definitely had a fair bit of attention around this um this creation as well. Like, it's definitely an important topic, not only on the ward but also off the ward and 
as I was mentioning a bit earlier, I think there's so many great, like important little messages behind all of these things. And inevitably where they've all come from is where I've helped myself and then gone on to help other people, whether it be with like sports type stuff or whether it's been in nursing. So I created this sort of list with a bit of help um, through a bit of, you know, research around what I was doing, as I said. And um, yeah, this mm. is the list. So, um, you know, the first one's arriving early. Um, so this is something that I struggle Kelly's with favorite. a lot. So yeah, me you know, too. that's why it, that's why it's at the top of the list, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm sure my work colleagues or anyone who knows me right now will just be absolutely cracking up um, <laughs> or reflecting on all those times I've just walked in that two, three or four minutes late. Um, so, you know, it's at the top of the list because it's so important and it's part of being prepared and relaxed, ready to start. Um, mm. And as a student, I found it's just such a great way to start your placements and, so, you know, such a great way to start your labs and, and even your lectures and stuff. So, you know, making that extra effort, I guess, just to be prepared, whether it's the day before or anything you need to do, but just, yet yeah, being early is number one. It does make you look good too if you get there yeah. early. Yeah, definitely. People like definitely. that. I like to get there so I can get in the mind frame of what kind of shit I might face that day. Yeah. There's just nothing better, is there? Rocking up yeah, and short staffed and like <laughs> Yeah, well even on the opposite side of that, some people don't like just like to hit it up, but even getting there early just to fill your drink yeah. bowl and just do all the other things that might take yeah, a few extra right. minutes getting around people is so important. Prep oh, I Ask always people laugh. how their weekend was. I always laugh when people come rushing in at last minute right before handover starts, but they don't have a pen. And they're like, yeah. I'm That's me. Come on, you're late already. Like I don't have time for this. <laughs> So number two, you've got user shift planner. Yeah, so shift planner for number two. I So I do have one um, that you guys have noticed and um, it's on my yeah. website there. Um, so I created one for myself while I was doing my placements and stuff because I'm very visual. So like I needed something that was better than the black and white thing that was just provided to me by, you know, whoever gave it to okay. us. So I made that and then all of a sudden some people, you know, wanted to have a look at it and then, you know, had a copy of it themselves. And now I just share it basically you know, with all the students that I mentor and, and other people that want it, which a few facilitators have taken it for uni. And I guess the main part um, that I've had even a few messages and comments about mine is that there's only two patients on um, on each side um, of the sheet. So you've got to get, you've got to do it double-sided for your ward. And then if you're someone who looks after six, eight, ten patients, you have multiple pages. And that's, that's not to be annoying. Like it is annoying while you're on shift. But for me as a student, I loved having everything about my patients so I could get more of that comprehensive mm. look. So I really do think this shift planner that I've created is, you know, more of a student new grady type one. And then you can obviously yeah. progress from there and whatever. But I did just share it just because it is such a great little thing to have. And when you're on shift, like obviously it's so easy to forget stuff. So mm. having stuff written down is so important. And I was one of those people. So I loved writing them down. I don't use a shift planner anymore. Yep. She's because... one of those old nurses that has like a piece of paper the size of a receipt that she's torn off the edge of her handover sheet. No, that's incorrect. And they I cannot handle you know those what, pieces. Do you know what I do? I take a progress note and I staple it to the handover sheet. Oh, and then I literally like grasp the handover sheet for my entire shift. And if I'm in charge, I just have different colour different colour pens for different colour things. So if yeah. someone's handing me over something that is important, I put it in red. If it's yep. a test that's I need to follow up, I put it in green. Yep. But I have I, like a, a before doctor's rounds and after doctor's rounds yeah. colour. So before doctor's <laughs> rounds, it's red and that's after a good doctor's idea. rounds, it's blue. Yeah, that's a great like, idea. Yeah. But you got to do <laughs> yeah. what works for you. And I, I think I definitely used a shift planner early on when mm. I was 
to, like trying to manage my time in an appropriate manner. I'm the most unorganized person in the world, so I had to have a shift planner or nothing would get done. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, well, see, I just forget mm. certain things and they'd just be pertinent and you just wouldn't want to do that. But the other thing mm. is there with what you mentioned is I don't use a shift planner either because I work in anesthetics and you're obviously yeah, working exactly. in ED or, you or, or somewhere else. It's, it's just going to be totally different. So you've got to come up yeah. with your own way of staying organized in those areas for sure. Yeah, that's, that's right. So and then you got to prioritize. Yeah, prioritize you and your time. Um, so I think so many people forget this in general. But um, nurses, as we work shift work, it's so easy to forget a bit about you and your time. But the first thing is like your time's so precious. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. Your time is very precious, and um, you should always be priority number one. So um, it did take me a fair few years to to learn this one myself, but. I think um, prioritising yourself, you're, you're able to get a lot more out of yourself and everything around you going forward. So, yeah, yeah prioritising yourself is basically number one, but it's under there because I'm always late. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when I first met Kelly, I reckon it was in the first few weeks, she was like, work smart, not hard. And it yeah. just resonated with me. I was like, why have I never heard this before? <laughs> and always, Yeah, and I guess like that comes in the, you know, prioritise and stuff. Like you got to look after yourself and your patient load before you look after anybody else's mm. so you know it's like the old oxygen in a plane thing stick yours on first then help others yeah. but you know prop like if you just go to the toilet like if you're busting a pee just fucking go yeah Seriously, that's it your patients will be fine like prioritize that urination you don't get a friggin <laughs> uti over, but <laughs> I was just going to say, like, in nursing too, there's always going to be people, whether it's patients or your teammates, that are going to need help. So you need to sometimes, yeah. as you said, just go to the toilet and it will take, what, one, two minutes and then come back and then you've yeah. given it your all again, you know. Yeah, so, yeah that's right. Yeah. And prioritising uh, the patient care, obviously, uh, as well, I feel like is worth mentioning, like making sure that you're attending to the most important task, yeah. like, at hand. Like, I know. remember when we get new grads on, I'd be like, so long as you've done medication and observations... Everything else is secondary. Like you don't want them lying in a pool of their own poop or wee, so you want to clean them up. But if you can do nothing other than medications and observations and your patients are fine, then it doesn't matter. Like you don't you need to make, make them. Bit. Yeah, or you didn't <laughs> get them a cup of tea or you didn't get to do something. You know, it's a 24-hour shift. You're yeah. allowed to hand stuff over, even if the afternoon staff are like, oh, I can't believe you didn't shower them. Like, screw that you can do a shower it's in the afternoon people shower at night yeah, 100%. so number four limit distractions and factor in interruptions what do you mean by factor in interruptions i found that really interesting yeah so uh well basically i'm someone who has a bit of time blindness so i'll get so excited to do something and forget that i'm doing it and you know it's hours later so the first thing is when i'm trying to you know sort of approach a task and you think of how long it's going to take i just manage those interruptions that definitely will happen by adding some time on. Um, mm. So it's a way of me not feeling too behind because I'll think I'll get this much done, but then you get those interruptions, you waste this much time, then you think, oh, I didn't get much, that much done. But if you've allowed for it, you still feel good about what you've got done sort of thing. So that sort I of... I need to um, write this down. Mm. Yeah, I need to write in, from. factor in an hour and a half of dealing with painful patient family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And just pass it on to afternoon shift. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Actually, um, I need to start scheduling family meetings in the afternoon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah, so that's yeah. the, the fact of the interruptions. But the limit distractions in a world of where we're constantly distracted because um, of the things thrown at us but also maybe internally with ourselves, um, 
you know, I just have, have little techniques to to manage my distractions. And ever since the Aussie nurse has come around, you know, creating content and stuff, it takes time. So just chucking that phone on do not disturb for that hour can just have, a, you know, a very big powerful effect on how productive and efficient you are. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for, this is why I'd never respond to messages and stuff because yeah. I don't have notifications on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Right, number five, be so, organised. Yep, so being organised. Um, my favourite. Yep, this is love probably them. the most pertinent across like everything inside and outside of nursing and I've helped so many people over the years um, inside and outside of nursing and with the vast majority of helping all of those people, the main theme and area that we've worked and focused on is actually just getting organised within themselves. Um, So something that I've done over time is, you know, gone through heaps of different ways of organising myself, heaps of different systems, heaps of different apps and stuff. But the first thing that I did do was start using technology and using software, um, which I found just took that manual sort of labour load out of some things and then backed that up with a system. And and that gets quite complex. It's another story. But I use <laughs> a system now which it, which enables me just to be really productive and stay ahead of the game. And that's, I guess, the, the, the point. But as you said, with the shift planner thing, with you doing it the different way that you do, like with every individual person, it's just finding the best way and what works for them. And I think mm-hmm. that can sometimes take a very long time. And we don't mm-hmm. necessarily learn it at school. We don't learn it at uni. Um, yeah. And it's something you've just got to find within yourself. So, you know, being organised is something that I think is a personal development area for everyone to continue to strive towards. Yeah, I think I know that I'm totally <laughs> incapable of being organised naturally. Like I know that it's a skill that I've learned and so when I first started doing in-charge shifts, I would like set myself mm. a tick list that I knew like if I could get through my shift and like manage to cross them off as I go, that was my way of like staying focused and keeping on track because I'm so easily distracted. So I think that is really important. I think know yourself, know what works for you to get organised because otherwise yeah. you're a mess. And it's funny because yeah, sure. I work in a I work in a small unit, and so my colleague Sarah and I we work together like this well oiled machine. So we have this sense of organisation that's just already surrounding us because we come in, we know who's going to do what, and we don't even talk about it. And so, like we had a student with us um, yesterday, a patient would come in, and we just hit the patient from both sides, and we'd have a cannula in, and the obs on, and the drugs like all hung in like five minutes, and she was like, "Wow." And I'm like, yeah. well, we're just so used to what we do that we. And it sounds you know, like you guys have a system. Yeah, mm. and and because we that we literally just it's just the two of us or and my manager, but mostly just the two of us on the floor. Like we know exactly what what's going to happen, and it's it makes the day so much smoother. So that when there is complications, which there always is, it's okay because we know what we're doing, and we've still yep. got that organisation around us. That yeah, and it, being organised is really. I'm not organising my home life. My, my house is <laughs> cluttered. It's like the only place that's organised in my house is the kitchen. Because yep. That's where you function. spend the majority of Correct. your time though. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm, interesting. The next one is my favourite one because I hate anything that's inefficient. Yep. Be efficient and get things right. Damn straight. Yep. Well... <laughs> I don't like doing things twice and I guess with time management, you know, how, how inefficient would it be to do something again, you know, or even mm. have to go back to visit something. So I guess where this one comes from is 
Um, it's like an important lesson that it took a while for me to, to learn. But, you know, we're all, you know, rushed to finish something somewhere along times in our life, whether it be at uni or, or whatever it be. And, you know, if you take that task and just rush to finish that last little bit and you realise that it's not completely done or you've made a little mistake at the end, like even important email and all those things, it's just it's not a good thing. So if you just slow down and take that bit of extra time to be that efficient, mm. that you only do it once and that you actually just nail it the first time, um, which obviously comes from preparation, a lot of other things in this list, but I think that can be a really good asset to you. Yeah. What's that old saying? Measure twice, cut once. That's it. (laughs) I always feel like too, if you get that feeling like, oh, this might not work and it might bite me in the ass later, then you need to listen to that voice in your head and like do it properly the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I do that all the time. I think, oh, am I going to be in trouble for this later or is this going to, you know, come back and haunt me? Or whatever it is, if you're trying to cut a corner or you, you know, you stick, you just sticky tape it down instead of redoing it or whatever it is. Yeah. And you think, no, I should just do it now. It might take more time now, but then that's better than doing it twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And even if you think about that, that, you know, the measure twice, cut once analogy, you might actually do that. And then not only have to do the task again, but you've run out of timber. So you've got to actually yeah. go buy more, go yeah. do all this other stuff as well. So not only have you lost all that time, you've just got all this other yeah. stuff to do as well, which, you know. That's very good. Yeah. Right. What so, have we yeah. got next? All right. So we've got uh, number seven, which is learn how to delegate uh, to get more done. Um, mm. And I guess this, you know, this is something that you can use in various aspects of your life, life as well. But um, I first did this by outsourcing, you know, I guess a bit of the manual labor type stuff through technology and software that I was using to stay organized and to, and you know, just basically to run a few things that I was doing. And then, as I mentioned in one of the previous ones there, I, I developed a little system with one of the, the apps that I use that enabled me to sort of just do that tiny bit more work. So delegating, obviously, outside of work and inside of work you can use this the same so we're nursing like on the ward and stuff it's fantastic when you've got you know like an AIN or an EN that's able to help you and you're an RN or something and you're able to to delegate a few more tasks that you really want to do for your patients but you might be too busy to get done in your shift um, you can get them to help you out with so you know on the shift you know delegating can be very important to to achieve that patient care but you know when you step out of shift um you know, like the same delegating things to whether it be an app, like I mentioned, or whether it be someone else in your life or, or whatever, um, can definitely free up some more time and make you more efficient and productive. It's like getting a cleaner. So you've got more. hundred percent. Cook. I don't know. <laughs> yep. I love having a cleaner. Definitely. Yeah. Have a cleaner. <laughs> um, yep. I guess following that delegation to mm. number eight is learn how to say no and set um, boundaries. I love this one. Which yeah. sometimes is very hard to do, especially when 100%. you're a new grad and feel like if someone's asking you something, you you should do it. Or mm. if they're giving you maybe a learning opportunity, but you really don't have time to get your own work done, let alone do their work for them as a learning opportunity. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know, like I think sometimes the hard, it is hard to say no and to set those boundaries, but yeah. it's very important. Yes, 100%. And I think there's there's a lot of like cultural and you know, um, generational things within mm. this one that present mm. issues at work. And it's something that took me a few years to really, to really like realise. But I think what's, what's cool is that a few of us in the, in the Instagram space, um, in the nursing realm are, are talking about this a lot with a few of the yeah. guys actually experting in that area, which is quite cool to see, because as you said, it is so important. Looking after you is that, that really important aspect of, of everything that you need to just concentrate on to go forward and, yeah. and with your well-being and self-care being that in vital 
um, and working in, in nursing where we work shift work and you've got that emotional demand and a lot of other things. It's just so important to learn when you need to say no and what you need to do to put that boundary yeah. up to just stay well within yourself and just, and even outside of that, just making sure that other people get the best out of, of you and, and the environment that you're around and everything like that. So yeah, setting those boundaries around, you know, sick leave and just how much you need mm. to work every week and how much you can do throughout the week and all of that is Absolutely. very important. And I feel like saying no is liberating sometimes. Mm. Like yeah. recently I was asked while I'm on maternity leave if I could come to work and feel like cover some uh, education Wow. As, as keeping in touch days. Yep. And in the and because I'm such a yes person, I was like, oh, this sounds fabulous. What a great opportunity. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, but I'm on maternity leave. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think, I don't, what am I getting out of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, I want to be at home with my daughter. And um, I felt so good. I was so proud of myself yeah. for saying no. <laughs> well done. Very good. Yes. Thank I you. Thank you. Um, in this COVID time where we're almost, you know, what, 20 months into nursing, probably the hardest 20 months of our lives, especially those in the front line in the, in the city hospitals who are short staffed because of furloughed, you know, colleagues and, and are forced to work 12 hour days instead of eight hour days or extra days to say no and be like, no, I I need this time off Mm. because I, for the first time in my 20 year nursing career suffered burnout at the start of this year I have never and I don't even work that much of a taxing job but I was like emotionally burnt out and I am great at saying no and setting boundaries so it really took me by surprise and I think and we have this platform to and we have so many students that reach out to us and and grads who are you know and I just think god I wish I had that when I was you know a grad because I had I was very fortunate amazing colleagues who I just were gave me the ability to have well firstly taught me amazing time management skills but also taught me that you're allowed to you know I had a manager in my first year of nursing who would be like we have these sunshine days so if you just think it's too good to come to work and you want to go to the beach or go give me a call let's talk it through and I'll give you the day off no yeah, one wow. ever exploited that. Like mm. no one exploited it. Like she yeah. she like was the best, yeah, yeah, she was the best nurse manager I've ever had and she set so many, she's like all around education, like you need to do your yearly competencies. competencies. That's your responsibility to be a good yeah. nurse. And I, go, I do them every year. No one ever has to yeah. remind me and I get really angry when other people can't do them because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you just said 20 minutes, you could have done your hand hygiene by now. Like, 100%, yeah. <laughs> But well, I that think sounds like got... a great nursing unit manager. Yeah, and I think she set such good boundaries from like literally day dot from me nursing. Yeah. And I spent three years with her and when she went on maternity leave, she only took six weeks and like oh. half the ward basically walked. Like we were like, we can't because the new manager was so <laughs> shit. And yeah, then when right. she left, we just all come back here. But it was such a all around being able to set your own boundaries about your own work and lifestyle because mm. as nurses we take on a huge level of responsibility at work emotionally and, and physically and yeah i think it i think that's probably something that you need to learn early in your in your career otherwise yeah. you do you'll and burn the, out. at the end of the day you're replaceable so don't put that's work right. before everything else in your life yeah we get yeah well and that, yeah. that but that was a very important point because you are as we all know as nurses we are replaceable but one of the saddest things i think i've seen is a new graduate nurse who thinks that they're not going to be able to 
you know maintain their job if they have literally one day off sick throughout yeah. the year and then they get yeah. really built up and they you know they're mentally stressed they're going through yeah. all these transitions and development and yeah. then they feel like they need to justify to their manager that they might have a physical illness and stuff like that and yeah. just yeah. teaching them that it's actually okay to have mental days off and yeah. other types of sickness and stuff but also you yeah. don't actually have to explain why you're having the day off no, you just no. say you're having personal leave yeah, because exactly. you need to take personal leave and yeah, that's exactly. a, a thing of setting that's a boundary and enough. everyone needs to know yeah yeah and then you can be a more effective team member when you come back to work after having yeah. that day off or having yes. that you know yes. time off then you know you'll be more refreshed and you'll be better at your job yeah, so this probably leads us, <laughs> leads us to number nine, which is take a breath or two and your breaks, mate. Mm-hmm. Take yep. your breaks. Take your goddamn breaks. You're not getting paid for them. Not negotiable. Yep. Jesus. And don't come back because your bell's ringing. It's fine. That patient will live 20 minutes. And if it doesn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. ideally, RIP. <laughs> ah, <laughs> then you just have to do a Vims and it'll probably take you longer oh than 20 God. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll be Kelly's fault because she was sitting at the desk not answering your bell while oh. you were at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I delegated that. <laughs> That's right. it. Tell, delegate, us, tell us your tips. Yeah. We'll shut up. You tell us tell us what um nine nine and ten. Yeah, well I guess well, you know, we've all been stressed at work and we've all been, you know, whether we're actually busy or perceived to be busy, you know, to we always get to a point where we might miss our breaks and I've even missed my breaks and I'm a big person for having breaks and mm. sometimes I can't even identify why I didn't have my break yeah. and obviously <laughs> when I was when I was more junior it was more like oh you know like you know it's got to finish this you know whatever and mm. that's not very helpful to you people around you and other things and and the thing within that as well is a lot of nurses take five or ten minutes to actually leave the floor to go into their breaks so you can absorb yeah. a lot of time with just <laughs> providing breaks around for everyone so it is important to go right when you're offered a break but definitely take those breaks as you said you're not you're not paid for them some of them you might be but just taking them can do a world of good for you just to get away mm. from the environment you're in take that deep few sets of breaths maybe have a, a drink of something different that you have been drinking if you've been able to drink at all um you know and just just have that few moments for yourself um and you know if you've got time to get away from the unit you know i think a lot of people would agree like if you're able to get outside it's, it's a very helpful thing to have that break and and obviously yeah. i've something more recently that I've started doing is a bit of actual meditation and stuff, um, which I found very useful for certain things. So I think if you could do a, a few of all of those things instead of skipping your break and pushing on, it'd be very helpful for yeah. everything. Even just 10 minutes, like there's no, I mean, I understand that some shifts are absolutely chaotic and you just, there's no way any of you are going to get to a break. And I, I fully appreciate those shifts. But um, yeah, like you say, like I try and go outside and eat my lunch every yep. day and we're very fortunate in a day unit we can sort of plan our day to include a lunch break yeah um, but there are days where um, we have patients all day so you can't necessarily go out all together but we all still take some level of a break and I could just go outside and eat my lunch and then come back in and I know it's not my full 30 minutes but I'm like it's fine I spent 10 minutes I ate my lunch I sat outside I'm good to go six coffee breaks a day I have one coffee a day, mate. That's because it's like four shots of coffee and I only need one. But, yeah, I just think, yeah, absolutely. And if you can, you got to leave the ward. Like it doesn't matter if you just walk, go for a walk somewhere around the hospital and then come back, but leave your work space. I feel yeah. like sometimes too, yeah, it can be really chaotic, but then you, you stop for a second and you go, what actually needs doing in the next 10 minutes? Like what yeah. do I absolutely have to do in the next 10 minutes? If there's nothing that can't wait 10 minutes, yeah. then I will go then. And if you're a grad crying in the toilet, that does not count as a break. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. definitely not. Like <laughs> crying in the toilet is not a break. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> 
And what's the last one, please, Rory? All right. So last one in this one, as I've said probably a million times, is very important. Be easy on yourself. So life inside and outside of nursing is hard. Um, That it's your life with your own path. So don't focus on and compare, I guess, what others are doing and and take the time for you. And it's also okay to, to do nothing once in a while. So for someone like me who is always wanting to go, 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 you know, it's it's always good to as we said, just number nine, to take that break and and just to, yeah, really take that time for you and just be easy on yourself. So yeah, I think that's something easy to forget when you're just going and going and going and everything's stressful. And, yep. Yeah, self-care, mm, that old that. funny nugget. Well, it just I think it's the whole you can't pour from an empty cup. Like if you're, yeah. if you're a mess, if you're hard on yourself, if you're anxious, depressed, whatever, whatever it is, if you've got nothing going on outside of work, you're not possibly going to be your best self and you're not going to, you know, yeah. be organised and be um, effective and efficient and, you know, be able to prioritise and do all of the time management things. I feel like you have to look after yourself to be able to be good at things. Yeah. I'm so wise. <laughs> <laughs> For your, all of your 28 years. Yeah. yeah. 29, thank oh. you. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I should not know. Yeah. yeah, 28. Yeah. 20, yeah. Eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, I love this topic because I think time management is a skill that is definitely able to be learnt if you're not a naturally organised person. person. I'm the most person. efficient person I know and I'm really unorganised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rory, thank you so, so, so much for joining us today. We've loved chatting with you. It's been so much fun. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy, yeah. very full life <laughs> to talk to us. Yeah, no um, problem at all, guys. We've had, a, I've had heaps of fun, so thank you. <laughs> so remember to follow Rory on Instagram at the so it's at Aussie Nurse Educator, and also us at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. Yes, definitely. Uh, send us an email with your stories and suggestions, humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone, H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Bye.